0: This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics and career and life. Because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life.
1: I'm so excited. We're live for our, what are these things called? Podcast? Yeah.
0: Podcast m- yeah. with microphones. With the mi- kind with microphones. Right. <laughs> and we've done a hundred of them.
1: This is our hundredth episode. So we just thought, to shake it up, we're going to talk about some of our top favorite coach- coaching topics and moments.
0: Because on the, on the side of the coin, that is what we hear a lot because what we do is so invisible. Like we're we're having conversations one-on-one with people. And so sometimes people who are coming to Greenhouse or to coaching are like, what do you what is that like what what to expect so we thought let's just share some examples and some success stories from people we've worked with yes which is fun for us it's really Mm. fun to think back
1: it was actually hard to choose wasn't it
0: yeah well we said five (laughs) we're each going to share five yeah and And I've got definitely I think I see like 20 (laughs) over there
1: yeah Well, first of all, just I'm just so happy to be here and to be celebrating this hundredth episode. I mean, how cool is that? Some I people don't even make it there, so way to go!
0: Yeah, congrats to you as well, and thanks for coming into this journey. But what is what do you like about podcasting? I was thinking this morning, I really enjoy it more than some of the other mediums that we communicate through. What do you What do you like or not like about podcasting? I think
1: I love storytelling, so I think I just love podcasting because it's like you're telling you're like. Talking about an interesting topic and your storytelling for others to hear. I think I've just always loved. Also, I've just loved anything kind of performance oriented too. So, uh, which I don't do in my life anymore, and it feels a little bit like you get to yeah. use your voice in a different way. It's fun, it's and I. True. J- it's you, actually. <laughs>
0: okay, that's what really what I was digging for. Finally, Gosh. I really
1: <laughs> just like talking to you. Yeah,
0: well, it is funny because we both probably have different modes we can communicate in. You are great on stage, which you don't get to do a lot, no, a lot of lately. But um, but that involves so much prep and there's so much pressure and it's like the stakes are high and it's one and done and your adrenaline rush and it's over. And right. there's something cool about podcast feels more like a conversation and yep. trying to kind of just be a fly on the wall in a conversation. And I think you and I do really well in that mode where mm-hmm. we can bounce ideas off each other. Yep. And sometimes on stage, have you ever had it where <laughs> you're actually giving a talk you're like in the middle of a keynote, and then you realize, oh, there's actually this other thing I want to say here, but it's too
1: late. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was just actually coaching someone on that today. They were they were going over their brand statement, and when you when you work on your brand statement, you prepare all these words. Yeah. But you got to let that go when you're in the moment. You prep so that you can be present. But he was like getting really hung up on making sure that he hit every word. But when you're live,
0: yeah. Which we are. Don't forget that hey, we're live right we're live. now. I know.
1: So, <laughs> so let's jump in. How do we start with you? It's one of your favorites.
0: Okay. I have a lot of them. One of the ones that I thought of right away, because this was more recent, is a coaching client. So all of these are from examples from people we coach one on one. And this person, she in her in her job, she is feeling all over the place. Like this is what she said. I'm feeling all over the place. I've got so much to do and I'm overwhelmed. And I was hired because I need to do this set of really important things that are more strategic and kind of take more time. Like they okay. take a lot more thought. But I am having to sort through all these small tasks. And I come from a job where like I was doing a lot of the smaller tasky stuff. Okay. And so she found herself really stuck. Like <laughs> there's all this stuff that needs to get done by, you know, yesterday. But mm-hmm. I've also got these set of really important things for the company that, you know, I'm kind of primarily responsible for. And any of these kind of productivity topics, I love. You know this about me. You
1: do. So yeah. I've got all kinds of things
0: going in my head, zapping right. around <laughs> like, oh, man, where do we start? You know, right. but it's fun because in coaching, sometimes you can help them arrive at their own solutions mm-hmm. or introduce some tips and ideas. And so I said, you know, what do you what do you want to do here? Where do you want to start? And she was like, I just need some ideas from you. So I threw out a challenge to her. And by the end of the conversation, we talked about this for about 45 minutes I gave her a challenge and I said, you need to intentionally, on purpose, you need to procrastinate all of that stuff that people need you to get Mm. done.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: And she's just looking at me with her eyes, (laughs) her jaw hits the floor like, no, you don't understand these things need to happen by like the end of the week. No, no, you should actually not do them on purpose. And so we dug into that a little more, of course, like you got to communicate with your boss and like arrange some things, let people know you might let something slip And maybe even let them know the experiment you're doing. But the idea is if you procrastinate those things and put the big stuff first, and we'll talk about this on on a later episode, you'll naturally get all the smaller stuff done too. But what happens is we, we start with all the small stuff and there's never room for the big important things. And so she was trying that experiment and finding a lot of success in it actually it but it was scary it was really scary
1: well, i love it <laughs> and she was and it, and she was nervous about it at first wasn't she oh she was so nervous yeah.
0: and you know this advice came at the same time i was having somebody on our team try the same things right so, <laughs> you're like
1: this, this really works. it was
0: a little bit evil that's i'm like good. yeah i just get to kick back and make Wh- fun why, of you. why why did
1: that make you excited by the way was it just that
0: it's just like one of these small wins that's going to yeah. make a huge difference for her and she never would have thought of that and right. I wouldn't have either right. but mm-hmm. I like read on I read up on these things and I study this stuff so mm-hmm. uh, it was fun to give her like a small thing she could implement right now yeah you know she got off the phone and did she it did right it. away yeah I love it what about you what's one of your top fives oh
1: okay I loved this one because it was like I love quick wins mm-hmm. like when you get on the on a call with me or something and it's like I'm like well boom and I'll ask one question they're like so I've one of my favorites was I was coaching someone who said I recognize that to network uh to find a good job that you have to do networking he's like but I'm just gonna tell you right now that I hate it I feel like I use people I feel like I'm taking advantage of them I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm wasting their time and I'm like okay all right so it's probably the language they're using I was like so what language would you be more comfortable with so he changed it he's like well I guess I wouldn't mind uh if I was asking for people for advice or asking about their company he goes but I still feel like you know such a jerk Yeah, And I said, well, let me flip it. How do you feel when someone reaches out to you and asks you for a conversation about your company? Do you feel like they're a jerk?
0: Uh He's
1: like, no, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like... Okay, so all you have to do is you have to just... Sometimes we don't think about, well, why do I feel that way about you when people don't feel that way about me? So just asking that question. And then sure enough, within a week's time, yeah. I got an email that said, <laughs> the curious conversations are on unleashing. That's I feel so cool. free because... So two things. He stopped overthinking what people were thinking. Yeah. And he found his own language. You just got to find the language you're comfortable with. Which that was one of for anyone favorites. who doesn't
0: know, the curious conversations thing is it's a module in your course that you teach on on job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like interviewing and job seekers. But it applies to anybody in terms of just building a strong network and connections in general.
1: Yep. And we're actually doing a podcast on that one this month as well. So (laughs) it's funny that we both touched on something we're both doing. What I like
0: about that win is it made me think, you know, uh, maybe it's just me. In middle school, you have the whole like, well, she likes me and I like her. But neither of us ever knew it (laughs) because we didn't want to tell the other. And you're waiting to see if they like you. And then I remember this one time, it's like, oh, man, oh, I totally miss that. It was like a year went by, and I totally liked her, and she liked me, but we thought that, the other that, hated each other.
1: It could have been a good year. <laughs> <laughs> just make
0: me feel affirmed that that wasn't just me. Right. But yeah, that, so true. that dynamic is, is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Okay.
1: So back to you. Back what, to me. another one?
0: <clears throat> okay. Speaking of people pleasing, this was one of my top five, Mm. not to be named person, but this comes up all the time, all the time. Uh, this person was thinking about a career transition and kind of trying to figure out like what his thing is. Mm -hmm. You know how so many people ask like, what am I supposed to do? And they're talking about their career, but kind of also their life. (laughs) And like, they're kind of trying to understand what they're good at, what they like doing. So that's what we were talking about. And, um, in the midst of the conversation, I think I just kept noticing that he, every story had to do with him kind of like adjusting his whole, everything he was doing, his whole life and his whole persona to like what this person needed or wanted from him mm-hmm. in his in his work. And it bled into his life as well. And, and so we started talking about the people pleasing. He was like, yeah, I think that's just really big for me. Um, and the thing is, As we were talking more and more, he started to realize that that people-pleasing aspect is what was actually preventing him from bringing his best out. So the irony is, like, Mm -hmm. he was trying to, you know, it's like, I'm trying to make you happy, Mm Sunday, but because I'm just trying to people-please you, I'm actually preventing myself from giving you my best. Mm -hmm. It's like he had these really talented gifts and abilities that he wasn't fully using because he was always just trying to make them happy versus like leaning into who he really is or what his opinion is or what his like uh, approach would be. So he kind of found this mini breakthrough of like freedom finally. Mm. Oh man, not like it's going to be easy right. to break that mm-hmm. habit, but but just to realize that he was doing it and he could, he could actually, <laughs> it's, it's not like the goal of it, but he could actually be even more liked if he just stopped trying to to get to them try to like so him. so hard to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it, that's the way it works. You know what I mean? yeah. It's
0: hard to put words to yeah. it. Yeah. But that was a big breakthrough from him. And it just felt cool because you could see how, man, this mm-hmm. guy's so talented. This yeah. is really holding him back because his whole life has been about like, yeah, but what do they want me mm-hmm. to
1: do? Well, I think that one really stands out to you because that's how coaching is too. It's usually just one thing. Mm. It's a mindset. It's one small shift, but it seems so small. Oh, stop people pleasing. Yeah. Life changing for him.
0: Yeah. Right. All right, back to you.
1: Okay, one of my favorite ones. You have to top mine
0: too. So you have to, every, every, each one has to to top top the last one. So do you want to re choose? I feel like that's not a good
1: one. Okay, I had a guy, uh, this one really interesting. Uh I had a guy who, Said to me, I've been, my whole life in my 20s, I was trying to strive to go up to the very top, to be the corporate top. That's what a lot of, you know, young professionals are thinking. Oh, the sweet, what is it called? C-suite.
0: The (laughs) Q, the Q suite.
1: The C suite. Like that was the goal. That was the goal. And he said to me, well, something changed in my 30s and I stopped trying to go after that. And I'm like, well, pause right there. Like what changed in your 30s? He's like, well, I had kids. I was like, okay, so the, the motivation changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the motivation changed. And now that the kids are grown, he's like, I'm finding myself in my upper 40s. And because I ha- I don't think I really want to be C-suite anymore, I don't know what I'm striving for.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just
1: loved that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I made him do a dun, 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 a vision statement. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know how it is. Some people are like, no way. I don't need to do a vision statement. But yeah. sure enough, when he took the time to write out the vision statement... Imagining himself waking up in the morning, how he felt. He said at the end of it, he's like, you're right. I know what I'm striving for now. I'm just, my, 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 I'm striving for freedom. Uh-huh. Freedom came out that his was freedom, financial security, freedom, and also uh, success. Huh. But success looked like this. Success looked like people admire me for what i do i bring great thoughts to the table doesn't matter the level yeah i'm just always i got it going on that was huge because he was really feeling kind of uh
0: right it became more about not like lifestyle but aspects and nuances of how how life plays out versus like a title and reaching this this kind of like arriving at somewhere Mm -hmm. which i mean you've even worked with some celebrities that's very similar theme you see in that world of like well, these people who have reached the pinnacle of whatever they, their lane is, and then they hit this like, oh, crap moment or depression sometimes. or like, yeah. because where else do you go from there? Right. And it's really similar, probably the extreme version of that, where then the people who, who make a positive turn at that point start realizing, yeah, but what do I want daily life to be like right. versus just this kind of title or position? Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's really cool. It was a good one. Life vision. We talked about we it. Did. People still making fun <laughs> of me. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> vision vision is cool okay um oh here's one I had a lot of fun this is way back this is kind of beginning of greenhouse one of the first coaching clients with greenhouse was um okay she was in a job and she felt miserable and stuck and didn't know what to do okay but what was so interesting is she came to greenhouse saying like what do I need to tweak and fix within my job okay Pretty logical, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. And then as we start to do, as you do in coaching, like tell me the story, like let's dig in here. Let's mm-hmm. actually understand a few layers beneath the service. And it was actually pretty quick within that first conversation for her, she started realizing it's actually not about fixing what's in my job. Like everything, everything that's wrong there that's making me feel stuck. It's not a problem with them or the position or my responsibilities. It's that I'm just a completely bad fit for this job and this organization. (laughs) (laughs) So she very quickly realized, like, I actually just need to leave. Okay. And for her, it was starting her own thing. And Mm. what was cool is like your story where all of a sudden the seeds of this dream were coming out and you could like see it on her face, you know, this dream had been kind of suppressed down in there somewhere over the years and the jaded and the, like other people's expectations and the failures and the what ifs and the now I have a family and a mortgage and a child and yeah. like whoa there was this dream deep down and she had actually started pursuing it in the past and had a really cool like career path starting to go And so anyway, long story short, she actually did leave. She started a business. And now now I get to see her. Sometimes she's just kind of fully alive, almost like a whole other person because she's so in her element and doing what she loves.
1: So that's an interesting one to me. It stands out is that people sometimes come to coaching for one thing and realize it's something else.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like funny to look back on now and Mm -hmm. she would laugh at that story too. Mm -hmm. But, But in the moment, it's like,
1: really big deal actually you can't see outside yeah. of the blinders of no. like
0: but i'm here no. and i need to fix this it's terrible yeah I love so that it. was that was it's a fun good. one for me
1: all right this one's next one is not just about one individual because there's been so <laughs> many individuals in this category uh-huh. so i'm just gonna say one of my favorite epiphanies is when i'm coaching 27 year olds mm. it's just there's a it's a very popular age group that people come to for coaching but they don't know it. They're just coming in and then I say, hey, by the way, this is very common, what you're experiencing and the freedom yeah. that comes to them. So their, their issue is they got out of college and they've been working their first job, one or two. Mm-hmm. And they, the, you know how it is in the beginning, you just do what you're told. You do a lot of like, you're trying to be strategic. But or you're just whatever's in front of you. Like, oh, well, this is, is the next you. step I take. Absolutely. This is the
0: opportunity in front of me.
1: Yes. And then at something at 27 starting to make them think, oh, I'm about to be 30. And I feel as though I should be like something now. Like, I Which like also I'm,
0: happens late 40s too, right? Totally. 47 <laughs> is another. They're
1: like, oh, yeah. I'm on my last career journey. They yeah. freak out there, do this. Uh-huh. So two very popular spots. But the 27-year-olds, what they feel like sometimes is that they're not always a specialist at something yet. And they feel they're bummed. Mm-hmm. They say to me, oh, I'm so bummed. I don't feel like I'm a specialist at something yet. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't feel bummed. This is actually the time in which you start to pivot into that because what you now do is you collect and you reflect back, which is the whole key, right? To say, of all the skill sets that I've done, these are the things I've loved. These are the things I haven't loved. And these are the things I want to walk more into. So it's like a list of skills that say, this is the things that I love that I like. These are the things that I'm good at, but I no longer like. Yes, yeah. And you get to be a little pickier now. So you pivot your career towards the things, the skill sets that you've collected along the way that you like.
0: And yeah. they are like
1: just hearing that other people feel that way I don't know it's just the, the the lightness that happens in a room when I'm talking to someone in that stage of life and they realize you're you're normal yeah it's just now you got to be intentional
0: do you know what's happened with that person since then
1: I've had so many of them yeah that it, one the one that really comes to my mind is he, he just completely pivoted hand. unfortunately like you sometimes <laughs> you believe yeah I know it sounds like sometimes people have to I leave think a it's company good to... I think it's
0: even good for the company yeah in fact we had One of my most memorable ones on this list was a corporate leader who um, realized that as we were working together and with his team, he's like, whoa, this is actually great if I convince somebody to leave, because guess what? They were going to anyway. Mm -hmm. They probably should. And in this case, this person was like bringing the morale of the team down with them because they were not doing well. And now that he was able to open that conversation with the person they were having an open dialogue, and he said it was it was not only fun, but they got more out of this guy before he left. It just all across the board; it was better. So I always I always like to call that out because that does come up sometimes. It People does. are like, "Yeah, you wouldn't want to." Especially like as a company, you wouldn't want to like have someone realize they want to leave. No,
1: I, that's really funny because I wasn't at a corporate. Yeah. I was a corporate coach. And people used to ask me all the time on the outside, what do you do for a living? Well, I help people either get promoted or they're yeah. stuck somewhere. But I also help people leave. And they're like, yeah. why would that company pay you to coach people to leave? And I'm like, because they know that if they're done, that it's best for them as well.
0: Right. And hey, I mean, yeah, easy for you to say as the coach. No, I've actually lived that too. Like Mm -hmm. I've encouraged people to try and leave and helped them to leave if that's what they want. And
1: have a strategic plan for leaving. Not just, see ya, having a bad day. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that one's cool. Oh, you know that's my soapbox though. Because it's the whole... That same dynamic happens at late 50s, too. We, see, we hear a lot of people say, yeah, but am I, am I too old for this? Like with our membership, no. people will, strangers will message us and say, is this for me? I'm 59. Am I too, is it too late? Oh and it's goodness. like, no, 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 no. no, no. That uh-uh. same age group has the same problem. Yeah. And what they need to do is the same solution of looking same back. Solution. What are the skills yeah. and the themes and the things that brought you life and joy and that you did well? And then use that into this, like, whatever it is, retirement, semi-retirement, like, leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. Use that for good, all that experience, to mm-hmm. do something you enjoy and that helps people. Love it. Okay. I, oh, this is so hard to choose just five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to share this one really quick. This person... Was unique for me. It doesn't always go this way. Okay. But our coaching, one of our coaching sessions was we both were driving from one city to another. Okay. So we were together. We were in In the car, car. Okay. And we spent the whole time just like letting him, actually both of us kind of sharing life stories. Okay. And really letting him like share a lot of detail. Cause you know, whenever you do get a chance to mm. tell someone about yourself, oh, you get like this I much know. space. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and so that was cool. Cause that was just a gift to him to like mm-hmm. be able to really unpack it and maybe remember some things he would forgotten and have someone actually take an interest in who Escape. he is and what mm-hmm. his journey has been. But what, why it was so interesting is he had worked in jobs across five different, completely different industries, like military mm-hmm. and a leader in the military, then like, uh, like non-profit world mm-hmm. than um, like uh, entrepreneurship, okay. corporate. So totally different yeah. and in different countries around the world. Okay. So I'm just finding this fascinating to yeah. hear this guy's story. I'm like, this is amazing. But what was so fun is he was trying to figure out like, what's my thing? What is my unique value I bring to the table? Because mm-hmm. now he has a business and he's trying to hone in on what to, what to focus on. We realized there was a theme across all those stages of life, all those industries. He was always the guy developing all the people around him. Even like in a war zone, in the military, like in the middle of a war, he would be like developing the other people and helping them grow and Mm -hmm. being kind of their mentor. And it was like, ah, this is why I do this. I loved, I loved. So because
1: you had the time to hear the whole you you were able to connect dots that he wasn't able to connect exactly but then once
0: the beauty of the coach is like it wasn't all about me though once i connected those dots he was like whoa you're right i never saw it yep and it was just this major breakthrough and so he realized the irony is right now in his job Mm -hmm. he develops other people outside his company but he wasn't investing in developing his own staff like his own employees Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what was causing the problems in his company so Mm -hmm. so so cool
1: I love it. That was a really good one. And yes, very unique that we get to drive all day with, <laughs> with a client, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, I used yeah. to
0: like, even as a kid, I was like, you can't get paid to like have a conversation <laughs> like, with somebody. Like, Guess
1: what? <laughs> you know. uh, okay. It. Well, the next one I'll share is about a team, a team one. So it was like a team oh, coaching good experience. Idea. Yeah. So we, we, you and I both did this together, but I loved that this team was a bit Just sort of um, not, not very connected team. There was a like leaders and there was team and, but uh, there wasn't a lot of connectedness and just by us coming in and having them talk about their personal values and share their values with one another, there was connection happening right away. Mm -hmm. But then level two was, I loved when we gave them structure for a team meeting because we got a lot of complaints from them saying, I feel like we just show up and we're like, Hey, 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 how's your week? You know, like what's there was sometimes a little learning piece, but No one likes to feel like they go to a meeting and there isn't a takeaway. Right. And so we created some structure. For their meeting, where they shared their win, yeah, they shared their one thing that they had to get done next week, and then they shared their learning, yeah. And everyone did it pop, pop, pop every week, and I felt like the energy came up. You could feel it. Team. I remember what you're yeah. talking about. You could feel and the change. I just and and the dynamics and the and they felt valued as individuals on the team, and that value didn't seem like it was happening uh, before. So it was, and awesome. even the most
0: seen, seasoned leaders mm-hmm. still struggle with this. And it's like, well. It says an hour on the calendar so right. we got to go right up till the hour and then it's like a few minutes over no we don't Right So right. talk about you know zoom life covid life of like constant virtual meetings if you're in a company and too many meetings oh. end them early End them early You don't have it's to like go the, best the whole time you can give people, really. I just I I just looked at the live stream to say that Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. to the I, what is it I think it's like 2.3 million people watching. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's got to be some yeah, of you out, some there, out there. Out of that whole group, there's got to be someone who, who gets what I'm saying. Is there anyone
1: there? <laughs>
0: okay. So here's my last one. Okay. I'll be quick. I There's a hundred things I could say about what was so fun coaching this person, but in particular... I love entrepreneurship. Yes, my journey was one of being in corporate, realizing mm-hmm. that I'm I'm just made to be um, an entrepreneur and to mm-hmm. to do something like that. So, this person was very similar. So it's easy for me to pick that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But here's the main thing she realized: she realized, um, came up with this analogy like owning, renting versus owning a home. Okay, and she's like, I'm basically renting, like in this job. I give it my all. She's okay, all in, she's right? She's yeah. thinking about it all the time. She gives it her yeah. all and feels like of course she never gets rewarded to that level right. of what she's putting in. Sure, she gets promoted and bonuses and that's great, mm-hmm. but um, but at the end of the day, she goes to sleep and tomorrow is a new day where you start from zero again. It's like you're always starting from scratch yeah. because you don't you're not building anything for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm when you have that mentality, but you're in a job like that. So she was like, what if it, what if I switched and it was more like owning a house where every Mm -hmm. time I put work into it and sweat equity and I do a renovation, like it adds to the value of my own home. Like it adds to the value of my the quality of my life and this thing that we have now for us. Yeah. And that's how she was viewing this, the shift from kind of a job that was okay to having a business, doing what she loved. And, I I just really like uh, that analogy. Did. Yeah, I was, that was like, good. that's spot on for anyone who's some an people entrepreneur. people are okay renting,
1: right? And but that's for good. For her, it was like no. I'm yeah. investing in something that I'm never going to own and I, and that matters to me.
0: It's a good call out. That yeah. analogy does not apply to everyone. Nope, and it's not it to doesn't. say that jobs are bad. But for anyone wired like yeah, it's an so entrepreneur, true. that yeah. is yeah. at the core of what you feel. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So it that is. was good. that was a cool yeah. aha moment. I know you love coaching those entrepreneurs. Mm. That's a hard that word to say. Entrepreneur. Yep. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. All right. the,
0: the word takes about six it minutes does, to say.
1: Entrepreneurship but... or whatever. like... <laughs> <laughs> and like, And good you, luck trying to spell it. To spell it. I know. <laughs> I
0: think it took me a year to learn how to spell it. every came time. I like, that word. Um, I know. Trip, people do want to do trip, their own pra, thing.
1: Pra. We should call them entrepreneurs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What was the board meeting where are like, oh, I got it. I know. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Here, let me write it on the whiteboard. <laughs> like, Everyone's waiting for him to finish yeah. writing. He's, like, switching the letters. E-U-E. See, I, just, I know this E-U. is a
1: tangent, but wouldn't you love to be the people who came up with the words in a dictionary? Like, I'd love to be in all the moments in which words were decided. <laughs> so, All right, my last one. So just, like, you ended with one okay. that's really passionate for yeah. you. I am all things, like, shifting things communication-wise. You know, like a, like a small shift, maybe, in your body language mm-hmm. that just changes the game for you. I had someone who came to me and just said, I... Would like to grow in influence. Okay, why? She explains to me why. And I just pause for a moment. I'm like, well, who's someone you know that is, that you admire, who you feel like exudes influence? She's mm-hmm. like, first of all, I've never once thought about examining those around me. And, and then I said, who is it? And what do they do? She was like, oh my gosh. So she started to think about what they do. Yeah, And here was the big aha moment. Very similar to me. Personality-wise, I really like to have a lot of fun, don't I? Yes. So outside of work, sometimes I mean, it's just like I can stay in fun, sunny <laughs> mode. But I know when to make the shift uh-huh. to be serious. And what she was feeling was, I don't have influence because I never make the shift.
0: Yep. Uh, and yeah. she's like, but I don't know how. And I was yep. like,
1: oh, I'll tell you how. <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you how, because you can be this. And I said simply, and and for her, right now on Zoom, it's so easy. I was like, you literally just, you lean in and you pause and you bring your voice into lower tones and you're like here's what we need to focus on. Yeah. And you just see that there's this, whoa, switch. And she was like, you know what? Now that I think about it, you did that with me in the beginning. We were talking light exactly. and kids and COVID. And all of a sudden you were like, all right, where do we need to focus today?
0: Right. Which is what yeah. makes coaching with you so great. Cause we have fun and we get work done. Right. But the other thing you're good at is I, I know you probably did this with her is recognizing the moment when the shift needs to happen. Right. How do you like, What's the trigger? How do you tell yourself to shift? Right. Because that's half the battle too. if you want
1: to be a person of influence, you decide when the shift is. If the room is still there... And you want to make the shift? Make the shift. Yeah. So I just love that. And she's like, I cannot wait to try this. So her homework was to observe others and begin to implement this small little shift. And you know what's going to happen. She's going to come back and say it made a difference. And of course, I wouldn't be sharing it if I haven't seen that particular move, especially in women. It seems like that particular one really be successful. So I love it. So cool. See, we're just such dorks. It's like, we just love, love, um, we love people. No, we we're love just, people.
0: We're just really good at what we do though. <laughs> so I just think we should probably keep going and just share some more. <laughs> we should,
1: Cause they just have hours, right? Well,
0: I noticed it went from 2.3 million <laughs> oh, to 3.6 so million. story, right? Yeah. Right. Up, when right. you shared that.
1: <laughs> I just want to say that, um, I just want to thank all of our people we do coach and all of our clients for giving us the privilege to have these stories. What do you think?
0: I agree. This 100th episode goes out to you.
1: Yep.